This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by EXP or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Here we go. We did it. We are on the uh, short-term rental management show. Uh, my co-host today is, uh, is my buddy, Patrick. Patrick. Uh, and actually, we go back. Uh, I knew Patrick uh, previous to the whole short-term rental thing. We were in a mastermind group together, and uh, he's a rock star, uh, lawyer by trade, and a dad, and uh, married to a doctor. And uh, I know a thing or two about being married to a high-level woman, so we got that in common. Uh, and Patrick, how you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself as we uh, get going on today's topic of rehabs and remodeling our short-term rentals how you doing buddy i'm doing great uh so uh from alabama uh been an attorney practicing in alabama since 2011 uh and got into real estate in 2019 uh we started with long-term rentals uh then we have we got into triple nets and now we have two short-term rentals uh down in uh down in florida um, all right, cool, man. So yeah, you got long-term rentals, which are, I think they're close to where you live, right? Yeah. Which is kind of how I did that as well. Just because, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, it just kind of happened that way. When I first started, I was a little worried and scared and wanted something I could drive to and carried that through in most of my long-term rentals. Of course, multifamily I do from a distance. Uh, and then the short terms, you don't really care where they are. That's one of the benefits of, uh, of this whole short-term thing, is it not? It sure is. Yeah. We actually picked our short term market based on someplace we'd want to go on vacation. So, uh, so we picked, uh, we'd always gone down to Florida for the beach. So we picked the beaches down at Panama City Beach. So, uh, that was how we picked our short term market. Uh, just, hey, if we want a vacation there, I'm sure other people will, will want a vacation there. And it's been a short term market for forever. So the history was very, very good in Panama City Beach. So that's why we picked that market. There's a lot of other great markets in Florida and everywhere else, but that's how we got into Florida was that one. Yep. Yep. Um, I totally understand. My wife loves the beach. I love the mountains. So we ended up in both. Um, and it's, it's been, <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Uh, so let's, let's just dive in, man. We'll talk about rehab today. I'm, I'm going through a few of them right now as it's, it's slow season. Uh, we'll get in more more of that slow season rehab stuff a little later. I, I do want to talk about you. You purchased two rather large properties in the past couple of years. Can you walk us through uh, what size these things were and uh, and what kind of work they needed right out of the gate? All right. So yeah. So the first one we purchased was a six bedroom, four full bathroom uh, with a private pool, sixty steps from the beach in uh, Panama City Beach. It needed a some updates and some furniture 
and that was it. Uh, everything had been previously rehabbed by the previous owner uh, five months before we bought it. So it was ready to go. Um, so we actually, on the second we bought, we used the same contractor because we seen his work on the, on the first one. We used the same contractor for the second one. Oh, in other words, so you bought this house. It was already rehabbed, ready to rock and roll. Yep. Uh, and you found out who did the work. Correct. Oh, well, that made it easy on you. Hold on. Let's talk about that first one quick. So the first one, uh, did did you seek it out like that? Or it just kind of happened that uh, it was already ready to go? And Or did you do that on purpose or or not really? I was looking for a deal. Uh, I always look for deals. Luke, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, 2021, the market is just nuts. And... I mean, completely nuts. Everybody's paying over asking price. They're, you know, have appraisal gap contingencies in there. I was like, I'm not doing that stuff. I, I, that That's insane. Uh, so I was looking for properties that have been on the market for about, oh, I don't know, 180 days. And so this one, we actually got like a 250,000 price drop in 2021. Uh, uh, now, well, how many there was not a lot of properties on the market for that long uh in that period of you know this was like the heyday the probably yeah. the craziest real estate market the entire world will ever see um so i mean did you set your search parameters at uh, days on market uh or were you just you know so obsessed with the market that you knew what was available so obsessed with the market i knew what was available i would go through realtor.com and zillow every day trying to find i was like we're going to find a property this is my next goal. We're going to find a property. And so uh, I was like, we're going to find one. I'm not going to pay over asking. Uh, I'm going to do my numbers and I'm going to see what works. And so I saw it was listed. I saw what would work. I was like, well, let me lowball him because it's been on the market a while. And uh, he ended up, I lowballed him 350. He came down 250. Uh, he's a super nice guy. I got to talking to him. That To me, that's the biggest thing is talking to people. And that's how we found out who the contractor was. He gave us other contacts down there because we didn't have anybody in Panama City Beach. So we got a lot of contacts from this guy. And he ended up being a he's a property manager down there. So he's selling his own house that was actually two houses down from his actual residence. Uh, so it was, you know, it's pretty nice. So we got to talk to him and uh, and make some contacts. And we made a lot of good contacts down there now. Okay, great, great. So the new one, uh, how big was it? The second, the second property, how big was it? And uh, you know, walk me through briefly uh, the uh, the highlights. It's a monster. So this one's beachfront. Uh, it's a five bedroom, uh, five full bath, two half bath, uh, four thousand square foot beachfront home. I'm sorry, uh, one more time. How many bedrooms? Five full bedrooms, five full baths, two half baths, and four thousand square feet. So you're telling me this thing's got seven bathrooms? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. How And 5,000 square feet? 4,000. 4,000. Okay. This is on the water, right? Beachfront on the water. Yeah. In PCB. In Panama City Beach on the east side. So what did, what did it need? Give me a, uh, you know, like a high level overview of, uh, I mean, we're talking roof, floors, HVAC, uh, you know, what did it need? Or at least at first glance. So the outside was okay. It needed some work on the deck. Uh, it needed to be repainted outside. Uh, what do you mean by work on the deck? Like rot, uh, joists falling apart, or not that big a deal? Uh, it needed some joists sistered together on it. Like the person who had done it before had missistered the joists, so there was a 
part that wasn't fully structurally uh, intact. It wasn't a big deal, just a little carpenter work to put a new joist in to put it together. Uh, they had changed the stairway on the deck. So that was, uh, you know, that was one little small thing. That wasn't a big deal, uh, but it's something we had to take care of. I wanted to be safe and nobody falling through and the deck not falling. So to I me, see that, that a lot, though, especially in the mountains where folks say they get these inspection reports and there's no joist hangers and they're freaking out. Oh, my God, I need a contractor right now to fix. And a lot of times it ends up being something that doesn't <laughs> even need to be done. You know what I mean? Like if I... I got a, I don't even know how many properties I own in Tennessee. And I, I guarantee you like a one tenth of them have joist hangers. It's just the way it is there. Uh, so I think a lot of that has to do with knowing your market and also knowing your way around a deck and have it, have you ever yeah. built the deck before? I mean, I've built the deck with my own two hands. Well, I, I've never built a deck, but I do have a master's and a bachelor's in civil engineering as well as being an attorney. So that doesn't scare me when I see that on an inspection report, I'm like, okay, I can get some more money off the deal. That's right. what I okay. See, that's where your brain goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, their brain goes, Oh my God, this house has a crappy deck and I'm in love with this house. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to rebuild this deck. It's going to cost me $200,000. And then that's really just not the case. I mean, I had some joist hangers. It's, it, it's not a big deal. Uh, add some lag bolts in there. We had to add some lag bolts and sister of joist together. It's not right. that big of a deal. Now I have had decks where I did have to, you know, I mean, I've definitely had decks that need to be replaced. I bought three apartment buildings. Uh, must've been about a year ago. And uh, all three of them, uh, the, the decks were just horrible. I mean, rotted, you know, and this yeah. is how you can tell this, is how this is, this is the way I do it. I take a, take a net. Now, if you're there, uh, you know, easier said than done. If you're actually there, I'll take a nail or, or even a pen or whatever. I've, I always have a pocket knife on me. And if you yeah. can push it into the wood, that shit's rotten, you know? <laughs> and if it's not, then, uh, then it's probably got a little bit, bit more life in it. And then I call it the nail test. I don't know where I got it from. You know, my dad was a contractor, so. Hammer yeah. swinger, I uh, probably got it from him, you know. Probably, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the way it is. Wood's going to rot, and it's going to have to be replaced. All right, so uh, we needed some deck work. What else? So the, it had a roof from Sally on it already, a brand-new metal roof on it. Uh, In other words, Hurricane Sally, they replaced the roof. Correct, Which yeah. was only not even that – was, that's not that long ago at all. It was uh, it was replaced in 2020, so it was less right. than three years old. Uh, and uh, for those for those of you that are not familiar with Hurricane Sally, was you know I mean no hurricane's a good thing, but Sally wasn't that big a deal. Um, uh, not not a lot of lives. I don't think there's any lives lost or anything like that. It was uh, from and I've lived through it. I was living here at the time. Yeah. Am I am I correct? It wasn't that bad. I don't remember. It was bad in Mexico Beach, but Mexico not Beach. Pan, but not in Panama City or okay. in Destin. Uh, so I mean. You know, I was like, all right, so it's got a brand new roof. It needed to be painted on the outside. Didn't look like it'd been painted for like 10 years. What do we have? A hardy board? What kind of it was it siding? It's stucco. It's, oh, it's, stucco. Okay. It's real stucco. So, okay. uh, you know, uh, the uh, walls are cinder block units. So I really love that about the house. The house is built solid. It's cinder block exterior walls with stucco adhered properly to it. Not this drive it mess. This is real stucco. Right. So stucco. And again, another thing to learn, if you've never heard of stucco before, it has its ups and downs. Uh, you know, if you don't take care of it properly, it's going to crack. It's going to fall apart. Right. Um, it needs to be, you got, you know, and, but it's not that big of a deal if you do it right and you know what you're getting yourself into. It's all about knowing your market and knowing the way things were built in your market. Do you have basements? Do you have crawl spaces? All those things uh, come into play. Obviously, there's there's no basements in Panama City Beach. So anyway, well, exterior paint. Yes, oh, go is. ahead. Oh, there is a, a basement. So this one is weird because it's built up and then it's got a half basement walkout. So 
it's uh it's very interesting so it does have a basement okay uh, but it, but it's a walkout basement right it was probably built as uh is it on pillars or uh no it's just cinder block it's, it's cinder block on a slab okay well look at that so then they they raised up the, the main floor with the cinder right. block it sounds like uh and then they did make some living space within that area which correct. we're calling yeah. a basement um correct okay exactly. got it yeah, cool. so it's a walkout basement with windows. Uh, there's three bedrooms downstairs, uh, two bedrooms upstairs with a huge kitchen area. Um, the in inside looked like grandma was living there, I think would be the best way to describe it. It had the uh, <laughs> fluorescent lights. It looked like a dark dungeon with the side floor fluorescent lights. Uh, and it just looked awful. There was carpet in there. Uh, there was tile from the 70s in there. Uh it was, I mean, it was a, it was ugly. Okay. I, well, you, I walked in there. I was like, this is, this is a mess. It needs but you see dollar signs. I see dollar signs, yeah. but I also see, you know, I can get this for what the land is worth. And that's what we ended up doing. We ended up getting it at a purchase price for what the land appraised for. No, no, this is not going to happen every day. I don't want to get anybody's no, hopes no, up no, out no, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, this one was on the market for 365 days, okay? And it's because somebody, nobody, why? Why Nobody wanted to touch it? Hey, real estate is hard, and you have to put the work in if you want to find a good deal. That's That why. is true. So I was looking for ones that we would have to put the work in and to get a good deal. Anybody that thinks that deals just fall out of the sky, you're just, it's never been like that. Oh my God, things have been so hard the past year or two. I can't find a deal. I can't find a deal. I started buying real estate 2012. And guess what? It was the same thing then. I made, I don't know how many offers before I got my first house under contract. And then, you know, my, my first rental house and then first cabin in the Smokies. I probably made 12 offers. And this is back when they were just sitting around for sale, you know? And, uh, so uh, if, if somebody's new and dis if you're getting discouraged because you can't find a deal, can't get the contract on the one you're looking for, it'll happen. Um, that, that's my advice. It'll happen. And every time one falls out of contract, a, a better one comes along right behind it uh, and everything happens for a reason. Yeah, so the like, that, that's exactly right. The worst they can tell you is no. You just move on to the next one if they tell you no. That's the way I look at it. Uh, if they tell me no, no big deal. I just go on to the next one. It's it's just part of it. Uh, so, uh, but we ended up getting this one under contract. Uh, I went ahead as we were under contract, lined up the contractor, uh, lined up the furniture people. I wanted everything starting day one that we close. Well, this is a gutsy move. Like, you, but again, you have experience in real estate. This is not your yeah. first property. I mean, to get this thing rented properly at levels that are being rented in Panama City Beach, it needed a complete update. Uh, I mean, so we, uh, the first thing we did, we found out, uh, we, we were like, all right, we're gonna replace the flooring in there, get rid of the carpets. Uh, we're gonna repaint the entire house. Uh, we decided to shiplap the ceilings. Um, we added 120 of the overhead lights, the fluorescent, uh, not the fluorescent, but the- uh, Can lights. Like, the can lights, yeah, the, and, uh, well, they were can replacement. They used to be cans, and now they're like those those, those flush mounts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it was great. It, they're uh, cool. The the neighbors now tell me that they can land a plane by our house with how many lights that we've had. <laughs> but it's light, it's bright, it's beachy. Um, so we completely redid all the flooring. It needed new paint everywhere. We did not update the bathrooms. Uh, the bathrooms were serviceable. 
Uh, it three of them had what I like to refer to as McDonald's toilets in them. Uh, which is what? The commercial toilets that you see in McDonald's. You power know, flush. Power flush. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And we got rid of those because no no guest wants to sit there and see a McDonald's toilet. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. now my wife made me get rid of those. I'm like, those things will last forever. Yeah. But she was like, uh-uh, get rid of those. I was like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the boss. She's the boss. So um, we got so we got rid of the McDonald's toilets. Uh, we added some new shower doors on the showers and kept the bathrooms fairly, very, very much the same. We plan on renovating those in uh probably a couple years because they're they need to be updated but interesting on the door see i'm doing away with all my shower doors uh i i actually just had a set of them removed the other day they weren't even that old but i just they i can't get them to work right with the renters and they always you know they seem to always sag and bang against each other and things like that so i'm getting rid of right. all my shower doors and putting curtains uh it I've, doesn't I've, look as good uh sort of but i know that i can sleep better at night I've just had the renters pull the curtains down though. You know what I mean? That's true. So you're, you're, you're picking one or the other. Uh, you have to have something there. I'm all curtain. Cause here's the deal, man. If that glass, you know what I mean? Like just a tiny bit and sh it, it'll shatter and break all over. And then it's just yep. a huge mess. So I'm out on them, but I do, they do look way better. I mean, it's definitely a, the difference between a classy house and, and a shower curtain house, you know? Right. So I, I think that's also to pick in your market on where you're at. If you're, you know, three blocks away from the beach and it's not quite as high end of a property, then you may not need them. You try to say I got no class because you're right. Uh, no, no, you, you got a lot of class. But <laughs> if you're up in the mountains, you probably don't need them. Right. Yeah. If you're beachfront trying to track track the highest uh, the highest rates, then I think you may need them. So I mean, it, it just all depends. So uh, we had to completely changed the, the stair railing in the house uh, and I mean, paint the exterior. It was a uh, total renovation. You saw the pictures before and after it was, uh, it looked like we went from grandma's house from the 1970s to uh, uh, basically what every beachfront rental looks like right now. You see this on TV and they make it look so easy. You know, I mean, like uh, how, how did this, did you get one did one guy do everything and he called in the subs or did you actually act kind of as your own general contractor or how did it go down so the contractor i used he basically did everything it was great uh he had his own plumbers he does maintenance and remodeling throughout the area so he had his own plumbers he would call he had his own contacts i'd seen his work before he does a great job and he's honest and he works seven days a week that's the that's the thing you can't find. So seeing his work and talking to him, I got comfortable. We actually met him at the property before we closed. We got the scope of work in. He said, it's going to take this long. He said, it's going to take eight weeks. I said, there's no way I'm budgeting 12. When a contractor tells you it's going to take X, it's going to take longer. Right. It's making me a little nervous and making it sound so easy because it's been, it's not know, easy. It's not easy, but the thing is, I'm, I'm going to tell you a horror story on the one that I've uh, been doing down uh, in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Okay. So this one, everything goes right. Uh, the only the, We had a few hiccups. In Panama the, City, you mean, the big one? Yeah, the big one in Panama City. We had All a few right. hiccups. Uh, the first thing is he gets in, he's demo, and he goes, we're going to, uh, the, the kitchen cabinets are falling off. We have to replace them. Okay. That's something I hadn't budgeted for. So we, but my wife was so excited. She hated the kitchen. Yeah. So, brand new kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but so, you're better. Right. You're and then it, here's the deal. In the end, 
You're always glad you did that. Always. Right. It, it, yeah. So brand new kitchen. And the heat uh, of the okay. action when you're like, holy crap, it's going to be another X amount of money, which really sometimes cabinets, you know, if you're getting custom fancy paint, you know, soft clothes. Yeah. That's going to be, and it's a big ass kitchen. Yeah. That'll be expensive. But a lot of short-term rentals don't have big kitchens because people don't really, you know, if they were built purpose built short terms, a lot of times the kitchen's kind of small because people on vacation don't cook that much, you know. So uh well, we see that a lot in the smokies where it's and this one had a big one, is what you're saying. This is a big kitchen. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's uh there's a 13-foot island in there. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it was a huge wings pattern island. So we 13 had 13-foot island. That's I mean, I that's bigger than uh where I go on vacation. You know? yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's huge it's yeah. really nice uh and so we uh we, we uh picked the countertop we went with the quartz countertop it was a low maintenance don't have to seal it or anything like that all right hold on i'm gonna stop you there now because quartz is it'll burn it'll it'll bruise up you know so how do it we will. i do uh, have so it in one house avery's a big my wife is as you know is a huge fan of quartz i don't really give a crap what the countertop is as long as it can take a beating so we do have one house uh, my Destin house, which is the best, nicest house I've got. Uh, and it has quartz, but I do worry about it. Uh, because if they put a hot pan on that, you're, you're out of business. 400 degrees. It will burn. You're right. Yeah. So okay, that's 400. That's the number. I didn't know that. Did you Google it? You did some research Well, I'm gonna write that down. I did a lot of research because we put it in my, in my, in my primary home too. So, okay. uh, to see what was the best, I wanted something that the cleaner doesn't have to worry about putting a granite sealer on it. On it, uh, you know. The other option you could do would be porcelain, but I just like the look of the quartz better. I don't uh, want my guests hearing that four hundred thing because then the next thing you know, they're sitting all sorts of hot <laughs> shit on my. <laughs> well, I don't want them setting anything up there, but no. you know, it's it's going to take a beating. It's just not going to. It's not going. If they put a hot anybody puts a hot pan directly on it, it's going to have to have some issues, right? Uh, so, I have signs on and my the one that I have that has quartz. I have a big sign, not big, it's eight by ten. And I got it on I think Zazzle or whatever, you know, just a sign place. And uh it says, um, it says no hot items on the quartz countertops. And I've had it like that, I don't know, I've had it for four years or something. And so far, knock on wood, I hate to even bring this thing up. It's a terrible idea because now it's out there in the universe. But so far, <laughs> so good. This episode is brought to you by Short-Term Rental Listing Advice. Join this Facebook group and post your listing to get advice from other hosts, including myself, on how you can improve your listing. Or just post your property so you can show off. Join us at strlistingadvice.com. That's strlistingadvice.com. Here's the deal. One more thing. All right. We love our guests. We love our guests here at short-term rental management. We can't do this without our guests, but they're just a lot of times not that smart. So make sure if you're going to do the courts or, or any kind of fancy stuff in your house, you know, uh, maybe not a sign. That's a little too, uh, it's like Tesla's breaking up my mind. You know what I mean? But, uh, I do have, a, my sign's really cool looking. It's not just like some plastics, property management crap that looks like, you know, you printed it at the whatever, you know, I, mine is like got a design to it and it looks cool. Um, but, but you gotta be careful. You gotta, you know, overstate the obvious when it comes to guests. Well, I think the main thing is when you're stocking the kitchen, you want to make sure there's lots of warming pot, pot holders for them. And everything. Oh, absolutely. That way, that way they can find it. They put it out. They put the pot pots on it. 
just make it easy on them is the thing. Yeah, and ship them often. Like if you're if you're just sitting there watching, I'll do I'll do this while I'm sitting watching TV, and I'm like, holy crap, I better send some more potholders to the to the court's countertop house, you know. And it happens to be down the street, so I'll ship them to myself, or I'll text one of my you know people. I got somebody that does that for me. So yeah, can you sit, send these to me? And uh, and it's a great it's a great system. Uh, but uh, and then so when they show up, I have a I have a mail room in my house. I call it the mail room. So under the, under the stairs in the front of the house with all the crap for my short terms. And I only live near three of them. Um, uh, but, uh, I just love going over there and checking in on my houses yeah. and it's fun, you know? So, uh, uh, what, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, so everything went smooth with this, uh, with the big one, but yeah, I mean, this, so you said eight weeks, how long did it actually take? It took 12 weeks. Yeah. It took 12 weeks. And, uh, my contractor worked 12 days a week. I mean, I mean, seven days a week. He was there every day. He had his crew there every day. There were 20 people in the house just going nuts. It was great. Uh, we went down and checked on him a couple times uh, and did a walkthrough at the end and a walkthrough before. And he was easy to work with. Now, he was old school, Luke. I'm talking about – you talk. I talked with him on the phone every day to to make sure we were on track I because uh, he's, a, he's a phone call guy, okay? He, that's what he is. I mean yeah. – you know, I want to make it easy on him. So he will do, if I need something else in the future, he'll be there for me. Uh, he uh, gave me a hard time. He was a Georgia fan. I'm an Alabama fan. So they <laughs> won the national championship and beat us. So he was loving that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was all, it was smooth. We found out uh, the two big things that we found out were we had to completely redo the kitchen. That made my wife so dang happy. It yeah. was not even funny. So we designed an island uh, on a piece of paper. We sent it, we sent the picture to him. And they took care of it. Uh, we added uh, we added uh, brand new appliances to everything. So we put a uh, so we put a double oven in. Uh, we put an ice maker in. Uh, we put two fridges in for the kitchen. Uh, one's a drink fridge. One's a, one's a true full size fridge. Uh, you know, brand new dishwasher, brand new sinks, everything. It was uh, it looks amazing. Uh, now, I did try to save some money in some places, like I did uh, take a, a weekend off and I drove the appliances down from where I live in Alabama uh, because we have a great scratch and dent store up here that it's basically brand new in box, but it's like half off prices. So I was like, instead of buying brand new at Lowe's or Home Depot, I'll do this. And whenever well, that's they- gonna be, That's going to be my next question. How often were you going there? But I'll, I'm going to go back. I'll come back to that. Let's talk about these appliances because you're dead yeah. on, man. Especially in a vacation town, trying to get appliances can be like pulling teeth. You usually have two options. You got the little box, you got the old, the big box store. Yep. Lowe's and Home Depot, uh, which the pain in the ass there is they do third-party delivery. And if you order and they show up and there's nobody there, a lot of times they'll just leave because the delivery company gets paid twice if they have to come back. So a lot, I, again, I'm making this up. It's a conspiracy theory, but it happens to me so often where they just don't call me or anything. Right. Uh, even if I have somebody waiting there, a lot of times they'll leave anyway, because it was a different person than on the phone or whatever. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I feel that a lot of times they'll, they'll do it just so they can come back because then they get paid twice. So that's annoying as hell. And then also a lot of times you pay them to install it and they don't do it right. And the dishwasher leaks and you don't even know it's leaking for three months because uh, you know, you're not there to, to micromanage and, and you right. can't, you know, your cleaner doesn't, you, you, God bless her. It's not her job to do the plumbing. Uh, so, so there's that, the, the appliance thing, but, but how often 
How many times did you go down in this 12 weeks? And, and do you feel like it was enough or you wish you would have gone more? I went down three times. Okay. And one of those times was before we closed. Oh, so two times, really? Right. Yeah. So, because uh, I was, like I said, I talked with him every day. At the end of the day, we had a conversation on what, what happened, where we need to go. Uh, they would call me when they need to go pick up supplies. And we do a phone sale uh, on uh, Lowe's or Home Depot. I'd pay him for the labor, and then I'd pay with credit card for Lowe's or Home Depot. So we did phone sales with there to get the ship lap, to get everything else. Uh, we went down in May uh, for the first time. And I actually, that was when I delivered the appliances. I, I bought all the appliances at this store here. A fridge that would have been 3000 bucks was 1400 bucks, And the scratches on the sides you're never going to see. Right. Uh, same thing for dishwasher, the double oven, the cooktop, uh, all that stuff. And so I put all those in a U-Haul. Uh, for 140 bucks and got them down to the beach. It was it was a no brainer for me. Got to see the property and then we went right at the right when we were doing the walkthrough for the end and walked through made sure uh, this is the punch out list that we need to finish. He took care of it and it, while we were there at that time, I went ahead and installed the ring the ring floodlight cameras and the uh, and the and the Wi Fi. Okay. All right. Doing it right. Doing it short term way. Uh, uh, great. Bravo. All right. Tell me what's going on. What's going wrong? And we'll we'll come back to this one. What's going wrong in the Tuscaloosa house? Well, so this is my old office that I've just renovated, and it's going to be turned into a. We're 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 actually just putting it on the market now, but we started the renovation in February of 2022. Okay. Put it on what market? I'm sorry. For sale. Uh, putting it for sale. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, go ahead. Uh, but putting it for sale, uh, it's a it's a four bathroom, could be a, like a seven bedroom uh, with two kitchens, a short term rental in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it's right up from the Saving Center. But have you started, actually short termed it? I have not. So this was my old law office, right? In Tuscaloosa. So uh, there's but a lot. You're of people, saying it, it would make a good short term. It would make a perfect short term. It's downtown. It's near the bars. Uh, be perfect for game days. Is it two separate units? You said two kitchens. No, it's one unit. There's a kitchen upstairs and a kitchen downstairs. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and is this an older home? Built in 1887. Oh, that is very old. Okay, and and a lot of character, I would imagine. Yes, a lot I've of seen pictures of this house actually. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so we're talking plaster walls. We're talking, you know. Uh, the old coal burning fireplaces that have been closed in. Mm -hmm. So we tried to keep all the character, but uh, just trying to find labor in Tuscaloosa, we went from what should have been a three month renovation to uh, it, it. We finally finished in January. So we went, it's almost a year. It took mm -hmm. almost and a year. This was different people, or you tried to do it all through one guy, uh, much like the Panama City thing? Went through one guy, uh, but just trying to find labor. I mean, he almost cut his finger off one time. He got COVID several times. It was just a, a continued series trying to get stuff in stock to get work done. There was no, there was nothing in stock in Tuscaloosa, so that was a big hangup. It was just a pain. Uh, so we added, you know, new countertops. We did, we repainted, uh, and then he didn't realize how tough plaster was to work with, which is completely different. Everybody's used to sheetrock. Uh, and that was a pain. Uh, we had to add insulation to the walls because houses built in 1887 are not meant to be insulated. They're meant to breathe. 
So they had the old valances above the windows so the airflow could come in because there wasn't there wasn't air conditioning back in 1887. Right, right. Uh, see, that, that's where I'm out. When he says, I don't know, I, it, as soon as I find out it's not in their wheelhouse, they're gone. Uh, so, you know, he didn't have much experience with plaster. So There's I was nobody like, that has experience with uh, plaster anymore. That's the problem. Yeah. So, but he figured it out and he got it working. It just took him a lot longer. So this job ended up costing this contractor money, not me. Uh, he stayed true to his word and, and was there seven days a week. But when he thought he'd have four or five people there working, only one would show up. Mm. So you got along with him. Everything went. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that's a big part of it. Getting along with him. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. I mean, he's a good guy and uh, he, he did everything he said he was going to do. It just took forever. Mm. I mean, there was a lot of plumbing work that he had to do to try to make stuff right. The bathrooms were totally redone. Uh, he did a lot of tile work and he just there's only so much he can do by himself. And, but in Alabama, that's the problem. Trying to find some people that want to actually get there and work is a different story. Nobody wants to do it. I find it interesting that you're having uh, a harder time finding folks to work in the big city versus on in the vacation town. I, I usually find it to be the opposite uh, for, for several reasons in vacation towns. Uh, first of all, there's not a lot of people live in these towns. Like right. you know, I'm Pemba city beach is a pretty big town. What 30, 30, 40,000, something like that. Um, which is, you know, compared to Tuscaloosa, it's, it's tiny, but, yeah. um, but, uh, or especially to Birmingham, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, but anyway, so, uh, it's a very small town. Also, uh, a lot of the folks living in these vacation towns are not from the area. They kind of tend to come like moved here a year or two ago and are going to probably move on in a year or two. And, uh, they, they, they got, uh, other plans on their mind uh, in their life, you know, and then also these these folks in vacation towns are used to the owner not being around. Um, and I think that's the big one. You know, that's the one where you're like, it, it's like 90 percent of these folks that are working in, in vacation towns never see anybody when they're doing the job. Uh, here's a perfect example. I've, I've got a floor going in, um, uh, in my 30A uh, floor, just not too far up the beach, same beach from your Panama City Beach uh, house, right. townhouse. And it's a three bed, uh, three bath, three, two and a half. And uh, it's got hardwoods, but they're, uh, uh, it's time to go. They're time to go. Uh, right. The second floor um, has, uh, it, it, they're just expired. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and the and the doors uh, has these three you know beach style doors, and they've been leaking where they, uh, they look like just nobody ever sealed the stucco right or they didn't seal, right. seal the threshold. So was, the floor floor there was rotted, and I just had it covered up front with a. I, I've only owned this thing for two years, so in my defense, uh, but I had it covered up with a mat for the last two seasons, and uh, <laughs> I said, okay, it's time. Plus the kitchen's tile, the kitchen's tile in this house, uh, and. Uh, and so there's a transition and the transitions always, it, it cracks all the time. It wasn't right. done right. Originally, they're not using a double level. Uh, it was like a, an even yep. transition it needs to be a double level. And, and every time somebody steps on it, it cracks. So, um, and plus a, a lot of the tile in the kitchen and the, and this, there's a half bath right there. It's cracked. Um, and, and so I hired this floor guy through word of mouth and uh, a buddy of mine. And, and this guy shows up and, it would come it became apparent to me we weren't going to get along uh he was giving me a lot of no's uh, i was like i want to do this this way i want to do that this way and he's like i don't think i can get that done and he also wouldn't he didn't want to move the water heater he, you know 
a lot of these guys just want to put vinyl. I'm doing vinyl, uh, LVP. Right. And which is a great just, product. Well, yeah, it's great. If you get a if you get a good one, there's cheap crap out there too. Um, so make sure you get you know a decent thickness and look do a little bit of research there. But um, I love vinyl. It's waterproof and it's easy to install and take out. But anyway, you know, I showed him the water heater and he's like, I'm not touching that thing. And I'm like, so he just wanted to put the vinyl up to the, the tray around the water heater. And in my brain, that is like a, a, an explosion. I'm like, no way uh, am I going to deal with that? Because next thing you know, when the new water heater goes in, you put it on a pedestal or something, and then you can see that old tile under there. Right. And it just looks like crap. And and then the real thing for me on this one was the with the multi-level deal. The, the living room had uh, hardwood in the kitchen and the bathroom had tile. And they were they were off probably... It was at least, it was about three quarters of an inch. Um, right. Plus the tile was cracked to hell. So I said I want it out, and I and I know that's a way more work because then the subfloor is going to be a mess because the hardwood is going to be glued and this and that. Um, but here's the thing: that hardwood had to come out because it was rotted to hell over by those doors. Right. right exactly. So I had to take out at least that section over there to get to the rot and replace the subfloor. And at that point, you know, he wanted to just leave the rest of the hardwood and then fill it in with leveler. And we just were not speaking the same language. I'm the kind of guy I like it done right. Let's do it right. And then that way, some other day, uh, maybe if I put new vinyl, I can just rip the vinyl out, put new vinyl and call it a day. Or maybe I won't put right. tile someday, but I have a fresh start. Now the upstairs, here's another thing. The upstairs in this house was different hardwood that looked, to me, like it was maybe a little more recent and mm -hmm. it was, it was nicely done and it wasn't, you know, there was no rot <laughs> or multi-level crap. So up there, I said, no problem. Put the vinyl on top of the hardwood. It's probably a better uh, surface to go on than the damn subfloor anyway, because it's smooth and shiny right. exactly. and uh, easy to, easy to install. And, and so I said up there, no problem, but down here, too many issues I got. And then I had a, the, the, there's another issue. So I got the rot from the front door. I got the, the double level thing. And then I got the water heater and the, right. and the dishwasher. There was tile under the dishwasher and he would not, he's like, I'm not touching that dishwasher. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're not a plumber. He's worried that, you know, licenses or whatever, uh, which of course depends on your state, that kind of thing. But right. I'm like, dude, I can take that water heater out, that that uh, dishwasher out in four minutes. I can do that myself. I'll just leave it in the middle of the floor. And he's like, no, I just want to put leveler and put the vinyl on top of the tile. And I'm like, no. So then I had another fourth issue, which was the countertops. They waterfalled it on just one side. Uh, uh -huh. So it came come down all the way to the floor, and it was resting on top of the tile. You could tell that the tile was there longer than the waterfall. So right. he's like, well, if I take this tile out again, this was him not wanting to take the tile out. If I take this tile out, that waterfall is not going to have anything to sit on and it's going to end up breaking. And I'm like, he just didn't want, he just didn't want to put in the labor exactly. to get the tile out. Cause it, I mean, it's a pain. To and it's not, not fun. And I told him, I said, listen, I understand what you're saying to me right now, but we are not speaking the same language. I know that your way is easier, but that's not how I want it done. You know, I don't want to have to worry about doing this again in 10 years where I rip up this vinyl and there's this crappy tile with a bunch of cracks right. and all this other shit. Um, so it just didn't go well. And I ended up getting rid of him and brought some other guy in, you know, and uh, and he was fine. We got along. I mean, we were, you know, it, it was it was uh, there was no bad vibes or anything, but I, we were just not speaking the same language, you know. So, yeah. So um, my guy down at the beach, he was like, we need to take this tile out. We need to take it out. We need to take it out. And I mean, he beat that tile to 
pecking back to get it all out because there there was tile and carpet upstairs and he he's like we got to get it out it yeah. not, it's not gonna look right i was like you got it let's do it he's like it'll cost this much for labor to knock it out and then whatever the extra flooring is and i was like heck yeah, yeah let's do it and sometimes you got to put new sub sometimes you got to put sub floor on top of the old sub floor if it's bad enough that kind of thing you know i mean who knows what's going to happen but honestly this my tile's actually coming out a little easier than what you're it's mine's on dura rock so they're they're just scraping up the dura rock and then yeah there's a bunch of concrete between the dura rock and the tile uh to again leveler um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes that tile, I mean, you got, man, you can bring in a damn jackhammer sometimes, you know, um, they had but, one of those little, uh, things that you, uh, compactors and they were just knocking like mm, this on it. I trying mean, to get it to crack. Exactly. And then they were scraping it up because it was adhered to the, uh, subfloor, which was plywood. So it was, uh, it was a pain in the butt for them, but man, but they, but they were on the same page as you. They wanted it done. What? Right. They wanted it done right. And so, uh, you know, I told you about the kitchen we had an issue with down there. The other issue we had was the stairway. It looked like a 1990s, 1980s stairway with the little wood things. And I mean, it looked like it belonged in grandma's house. And we wanted something updated. And uh, I was I was like, I couldn't get over how much it costs for these like banister sections. It was like $5,000 for a mm. banister, like a prefab banister section that would have brought it to look right. I found, I went and researched a way to make it look good. And you've seen what the picture looks like. It looks looks good uh, to do it yourself. So we bought these metal bars. We painted the metal bars and they put up horizontal and with big chunky two by fours and stained it to match the flooring. And it looks great. And it was maybe uh, a tenth of the cost of what it would cost to put the banister sections in. There you go. See, you did so, it. Yeah. Uh, and he did it. I mean, he made it look right. Once I explained it to him, it would took a while to explain it to him because it didn't, didn't click in his mind. Right. Once he saw what I was talking about, saw the pictures, he went, I can do that. I was like, I know you can. So, uh, and he, he, he's proud of it. I mean, he goes, how's, how, how's my stairway holding up? I've had him, uh, <laughs> cause, cause he do, he does maintenance as well. So if I have like a plumbing issue, I call him, he sends one of his plumbers out to me or something like that. And he's like, how's my stairway holding up? So he, he took ownership of the house. And that's what I was looking for. A contractor that took ownership and he really took ownership and, uh, you know, talking with him, I got real comfortable. So I think that's the first thing that you need to do when you're looking for somebody to, uh, remodel a home. You need to get on the same page with the contractor. A lot of them talk a good game, but you want you want somebody you, you want to be more experienced to be able to go through the BS. Now, I've got as you, as you mentioned, I've got a lot of long term rentals too. Every single one I've bought has required uh, a remodel. Every single one. You can't buy move in ready stuff and expect to make money on it. So every single one has required a remodel, and I've probably gone through I've gone through probably ten or twelve remodels on long term. Too. And this is in the Birmingham market. So I've personally gone in and changed the plugs out because I didn't want to pay, pay an electrician to put in the white plugs, get rid of the manila ones. I did it myself. You know, uh, I've I laid LVP flooring. So I put in the work just to see what it's like. So I know what it's supposed to happen. Now, don't ask me to paint. I can't paint work. <laughs> 
I'm the same way. So <laughs> you, you said the word contractor. Now that's another thing we need to consider. We're not going to get into the logistics of everybody's state. Everybody lives in a different state. The properties are in a different state. A lot of times, but what I'm getting at here is a lot of times you don't even need a contractor. People, uh, noobs right. get hung up on that big time. You know, I need, I got my inspection report from my home inspector. Man, it says it's got it's got 17 action items, and I need a contractor to go in there and fix this stuff. No, you don't. Well, like, how do you even know that stuff needs to be fixed? It takes a lot of time and patience and practice to learn how to read an inspection report. And a lot of times, it, it you know, the first time you read this dude's inspection, and it, I had that one time. All right, let me let me tell another story. I had one time where, um, this guy I got. What's that? It could be a whole new podcast, man. Just it's it. Yeah. Re Rental rehabs. Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do this again. But uh, anyway, so I had one time where uh, I got inspected. First time I ever used this inspector, again, in Alabama. Uh, and uh, and so he, I got this inspection report back and it said the uh, subfloor was squishy. Uh, and I'm like, okay, that's not good. That's like one of the things that I'm probably not going to be all that excited about. Uh, one of the very few things that I will probably not be excited about. There's very few things on an inspection report that I'm scared of anymore. Also, keep in mind, I did go to home inspector school. Uh, and my, my dad was a contractor. Now, he didn't do it for a living, but he did have his contractor's license in Nebraska. And his dad did do it for a living. So it runs in my family. Um, and my matter of fact, I, my, my great my great grandfather owned a, a motel. Uh, right. Uh, Short-term rental also runs in my family. My dad grew up in that motel, as a matter of fact. But anyway, so uh, I got squishy subfloor on this inspection report. And I almost didn't buy it because of that. Because, you know, you get squishy subfloor, and Lord knows how long that's been going on. And then the joists are rotted, and you got a, a next thing you know, there's a flood in the crawl space or something like that. I'm pretty sure this was a crawl space house. Um, which is a 50, 50 in, in Alabama, really kind of sometimes, but, uh, if a lot it's of a, more slabs really than, than if it's than, a newer build, it's going to be a slab. If yeah. it's built in the eighties or before, it's probably going to be a crawl space. Right. In, in this particular area, uh, in this, in, in, in this market. But anyway, so I, I don't remember whether or not I bought that one, to be honest, uh, this was a long-term, um, I probably did, but I don't remember. And then I, I used that inspector again, because again, I was I, I, for whatever reason, I was using a new inspector in this market, and uh, uh, maybe I was new to the market. I don't remember getting a groove with this guy, and right. he's speaking the same language, you know. And sure enough, I get another inspection. Now that I think about it, I think I didn't buy the first one, and I get another inspection. And guess what? Squishy subfloor. <laughs> and I'm like, is this just the squishy subfloor guy? You know, is this this the, the squishy subfloor inspector? Is he putting that on all of his reports? Well, but you, Luke, on this, you got to remember back when this house was probably built in the 70s or the 80s, it said that the joist had to be so much on center. It's probably like 24 inches on center or something like that for your flooring. Uh, I think they've changed the building codes to reduce the movement. And that's what he's hearing. When uh -huh. he says squishy, he means movement in the subfloor. Okay. That's yeah. all he means. That doesn't right. mean, doesn't mean squishy like he's about to put his foot through the roof. Okay. There's a difference in, in that, but squishy subfloor means it's got movement. And I think they've changed it to like 18 inches on center to reduce the movement. That's Boom. all it means. You nailed That's it. You nailed it. You know what I mean? He He's like, okay, it does this, and they all do that. It's not that big a deal in his brain. But I'm just seeing it on paper, squishy subfloor, and I'm thinking, well, crap, there was a flood at one point that they never addressed or something, you know? Um, so, you, you know, it's all about learning the, the – and, and here's another one for you. Uh, I had another one where uh, I, bought, I was buying another long-term – and uh, 
something came up on this inspection. This is a different inspector. And, and the floors were, you know, <clears throat> they were vinyl and they were a little out of whack, right? Like the yeah, some gaps in the seams or something like that. And I ended up going pushing through on this purchase and got all the way to final walkthrough. It was the first time I ever went. And I, I'll be honest with you. I own uh, I own another house on that same street, like four doors down. And I went over there with my, again, a long-term rental. I was in, went to check on this other one. It was getting ready to go on uh, for rent. Right. I was with my property manager. We were sitting in the driveway and I thought, and just for whatever reason, it clicked in my brain. I go, you know what? I think I'm closing on another one on this street, uh, like pretty soon. So I, I called my agent and I said, am I closing on another one on such and such street? And she goes, yeah, we're closing on that today. And I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even really, I don't even remember. And so I was like, hey, can can you get me in for a final walkthrough? I'm right here. And so I went over there and this one was in bad shape, man. It was yeah. it was horrible. Like uh you remember this one. I ended up losing my interest money over it, uh, which was fine. It was well, worth it. I can't it. talk about that, Luke, because uh, yeah, we're be. not talking about that. But uh yeah, so you know, that one was like, oh crap, you know, do your due diligence. You know, that was so there's a whole other level there. But uh yeah. The, the, the one thing I would suggest to anybody looking to buy before they buy is actually go visit the property. Yes. At least once. Go visit the property, whether you got to hop on a plane or not. If you're relying on some third party to do it for you, they're going to see things different and it's not going to move over to your brain the way it should be. So, you know, every property I've ever bought, whether it's a triple net, a long term or a short term, I've walked through the property. Every single one. I have not. And I would uh, recommend my way uh, if you have some experience. Um, but that being said, you can still get burned, you know, um, so you're, you're right. You should 100% always go uh, for the go the, go for the inspection, uh, but there are times that you that you can't, you know. Um, so well, I, I mean, you know, I if I can walk through it, I may not need an inspector. Is the way I look at it. So that's true. And some states allow self inspection. Well, I mean, when I walk through a property, I'm turning the water on. I'm I'm checking whether the AC works. I'm looking at the roof to see what how much life it is. Like, for example, I've, I've currently got a, a long-term under contract in my market. And the reason I pick long-terms in my market is because I know where the school systems are, what, what's good, what's bad. So I know where to invest uh, and I'm comfortable with it. But it needs a new roof here in a few years. It needs uh, new flooring upstairs. It needs to be repainted. You know, it needs a new deck outside just because it's an old deck. I, I I put my foot on it. I was like, I'm not walking on this deck. Now the pillars are good. The joists are good. I went underneath and looked at it. It's just new decking. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. It just needs a lot of work, but I was able to put my eyes on it. And I looked at the plumbing underneath to make sure we didn't have leaks up underneath the uh, sinks. Uh, I flushed all the toilets. You know, that's what the inspector comes out and does. That's all he does. He, he, he's not actually getting into the subfloor and making sure of stuff. So, uh, most a lot of inspectors don't do that. Now, when I do get an inspection, I'm I'm getting that inspection to where I hope they say squishy subfloor. I hope they say <laughs> all this other stuff because then I'm asking for reduction on the price. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. But I've already put my eyes on it. Now I do uh, agree with you uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I I do agree that uh, it, it you know putting eyes on it and walking through and turning on the water and all that stuff is probably more beneficial than the inspection itself. But I always get an inspection too. Always, always, always. Especially if you got a if you got a system for something you're repeating in the same market and you got a dude that you got you know you know how to read his inspections. 
You're buying a $200,000 house. You're buying an $800,000 house. Get the three four $400,000 inspection. You know? Now, the ones I haven't gotten inspections on have been $50,000 houses in that are going to rent for $800. Okay. Right. That's what well, I where can get. I find those? Everybody wants to find those. <laughs> uh, don't give it away. <laughs> they, they don't exist right now. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Uh, now the one I'm not doing an inspection on here in Birmingham that I have under contract uh, is because it's after like the one right next door sold for two and a half uh, or two twice what I'm buying it for. And it needs maybe $20,000 or more. I think where people get in trouble is where they try they buy a seven hundred thousand dollars short term and they try to cut their teeth on it, um, and and yeah. I don't recommend that, especially doing it from a distance. And and it's not it's not really about the guys that are you know, th there is the element of these contractors, these workers never really see the homeowners, so there's that element. But it's more about you not knowing what the hell you're doing. So. I would highly recommend if somebody's getting into real estate for the first time, wants to dig deeper, wants to maybe pursue this as a career, start local-ish. I mean, you know, I've never really lived in an area. That's another thing. You can, People that can afford real estate don't live in areas where real estate makes money, all right, for the right. most part. So I've never really, uh, and I've never, first of all, there's been a, many times in my life I couldn't afford real estate either, but I've never really lived in an area where you could get rental real estate to make money. So I've always had to go at a, but three hours, you know, I got that straight from Brandon Turner, three hours, you within three hours of your house, you can find something, go out and buy a $150,000 long that you're going to long-term rent and cut your teeth on that, you know, figure out how to do the countertops, who to call. It's going to be a lot of phone calls, a lot of pain in the rear end. And you gotta, you gotta get some experience before you dive into this $800,000 thing. Well, the, the, the first two years of doing it, I got inspections on every single one. Uh, it was when 2021 hit and you had to close quickly. I was like, well, I don't have time to waste and they're not going to take a price reduction. So I had to change my tactic in 2021 for my long terms. It was, you know, uh, it was a tough market uh, to even find some deals. But I ended up getting deals because I offered to close with cash. It was me closing, not a wholesaler. They weren't going to sell the contract. And I was getting it at purchase price. And I had a realtor that was, you know, putting a sob, not a sob story, but putting a, you know, th this is the person that's going to own your house, not somebody's going to sell this contract. They are, they are going to close. So I had a realtor that was really pushing up in my long-term market for me. Uh, so I got a few deals in 2021 that probably a lot of other people who were going to sell the contract or whatnot wouldn't have gotten. That that really helped. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but you know, I've used used my realtors here and then down at the beach i'm always getting an inspection because the salt water down at the beach mm. you you've got to you want to make sure they won't i want them up on the roof looking at the roof uh i want them inside looking at all the issues uh because i did a walkthrough but at the same time this is like you just said it's a, a million dollar purchase it's a whatever it is you know it's not a fifty thousand dollar seventy five thousand dollar home we're talking about a lot more risk absolutely all right, Patrick, it's been awesome. Short-term rental management rehab episode one. Um, and uh, any any books you've read recently that were good for the for 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 my my purposes, anybody's purposes. Well, the one I've read most recently, I don't have a lot of time to read anymore with uh, a little eighteen-month-old and a and, and one on the way. But the one I've read most recently has been Avery's book. So oh, okay, wonderful. Uh, uh, probably my. I really enjoyed that one. And uh, probably my other favorite, favorite one was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
Well, I mean, how could it not be? As a matter of fact, exactly. I, only exactly. have two, two, I only have two on my desk, and that's the other <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, great to hear from you. We'll see you soon, and, uh, and thanks a lot from Short-Term Rental Management. Have a great day. See you, Luke.